Hello, this is Faith Walk with William Carroll. On this podcast and, and sometimes on the video, some of you get the videos, uh, we're going to be talking about my life trusting Christ, how I, I, I stood on the Word of God, prayed the Word of God, how I saw God move in these last 40 years. Now, I'm 63, so uh, I really started seeing God in the last 40, 45 years move in in my behalf and and standing on his word of God and it was my it was my uh desire to learn his word to study his word and so uh I took it upon myself you know to to rely on him to teach me his word you know so many times we run we we rely on they they say this and they say that well, you know, I, I didn't want to experience they. I want to experience me, the theologists say. Well, you know what? I don't need the theologists to say. I can study them. I can read what they say. But God will speak to your God. See, he gives us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a comfort, a guide, a leader. And he will teach you all things concerning Christ. And yeah, I look at what they say. But, you know, sometimes they say they have gone to college and they've gone to these different places, but they have no personal relationship with God. They've learned what somebody else has taught them. Now, the church has also learned what other people have taught them and not dug into the word and not understood the word and not asked God and his Holy Spirit to teach him the word. Well, uh, on this broadcast, I want I want to teach you. I want to, to show you that you can trust God. You can study the Word of God. You can learn the Word of God. The Holy Spirit will show you because the Word of God and the Spirit of God always agrees. It's okay to study other people, but know for yourself. Know that you know that you know that you know that you know what God is speaking to you about the Word of God. And he'll always confirm that with two or three witnesses, whether it's in the word, whether it's friends, whether it's other people that will say the same thing that God has showed them. Anyway, I'm going to get back. I got to get off of that soapbox right now. And the way my mind works, I just go where it tells me to go. In the last podcast, podcast two, um, I was talking about uh, my earlier life and, and where I was born in Sonora and and uh, growing up in the Catholic Church is what I've been talking about, and and how that you know uh, my mother had dedicated me at at my birth because she was happy at, that I was a boy and she dedicated me to the Lord, and then um, I had spoken about uh, Hannah, Hannah, who was the mother of Samuel the prophet. So uh, it just quickened me that, hey, you know, instead of just speaking about that, let's talk about th that this time. Let's go there and let's look at that. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to share with you how this story really uh, made me look and made me believe for the birth of my children. Now, we might not get to both of them. We might only get to one of them. Uh, but let's start. It's 1 Samuel 1 and 1. It says, Now there was a certain man, ooh, uh, there was a certain man in the town of Mount Ephraim, and his name was, we're just going to call him Elk, because all these names, you know, I don't know how, how they remembered everybody's names with names like this, all right? Okay, so we're just going to make it simple. We're going to go on. See, I'm a simple guy. I'm a country guy. 
you know, and uh, I, I don't need to try to make it tough and try to make it sound like I'm a theologian, you know, but so we're just going to go. He, we're going to call him Elk, okay? Oh, Elk, the son of Joam, the son of Elu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zophar, an, an Ephronite, he had two wives. The name of one was Hannah and the other was Phanah, and Phanah had children, but Hannah had no children. And this man went out to the city to worship and to sacrifice in the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priest of the Lord, were there. And when it was time that Elk offered, he gave to Phinehas and his wife, his wife to, to all her sons, to her daughters, portions, portions of inheritance. Okay. And to Hannah, he gave a worthy portion for he loved Hannah, but the Lord had shut up a room and her adversary, the other wife provoked her sore that, you know, she, she just, she just tormented her because she did not have any children, you know, and she said, look at me. I have children. I gave children to him. You haven't Hannah. And, and so, uh, <clears throat> so, uh, her husband said to Hannah, said, said, why do you weep? You know, because Hannah was, was, was weeping and crying and she didn't eat. And he said, why do you weep? Why are you crying? What do you eat not? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better than thee than ten sons? And Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh and after they had drunk. Now Eli, Eli the priest, sat upon the seat of a post of the temple of the Lord and she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept sore. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thy handmaid and remember me and not forget thy handmaid, but will give unto thy handmaid a man-child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and there will no razor come upon his head, and it shall come to pass." as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli marked her mouth. And Hannah, she spoke in her heart only, but her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she had been drunken. And Eli said unto her, How long will thou be drunken? Put away thy wine from thee. And Hannah answered, No, my Lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor string strong drink, but I have poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not your handmaid as a daughter of Beel, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I it spoken thereunto. And Eli answered and said, go in, the, go in peace, and the God of Israel will grant thee thy petition that thou have asked him. And she left, and the handmaid find grace, and she said, if the handmaid, if your handmaid find grace in thy sight, so the woman went her way and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. And then they went back home, and when for it came to pass that the time has come, about after Hannah had conceived that she bare a son, and she called his name Samuel, because I have asked of him of the Lord. All right, so I kind of mentioned this, and we was talking about this. Well, I, I'm going to skip a little ahead in my story of my life. We'll come back to the Holy Ghost and we'll come back to the fire and, and what happened there. But uh, since we were talking about Hannah, the Lord kind of impressed on me that I should 
jump ahead and talk about it. That's how my mind works anyway, okay? Just stay with me. All right, so so I was married. Um, me and my wife had no children. We had been married about five years, you know, and um, I was working at the fire department over in Kilgore, Texas, and and we, we began talking about having a child, you know, let, let's have a child. It's, it's time, you know, let's, it's time to have a kid. So before, before we decided to have a kid, but we was just thinking about it, I started praying. I started believing God. I started believing God for a son. I wanted a son so I could teach him what the Lord had been teaching me through the word and through his 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 scripture and through his holy spirit you know laying the word on me because i had fallen in love with the the word of god at this time i was born again at this time and and i was just i I was just chewing up the word just studying you know and back then you didn't have the phones you had to you had to follow all the little rabbit trails and you know and use the strong concordance and look up the greek and the hebrew and the chaldean and see what it really meant you know and and I was just chewing it up, eating it up. I was just filling myself up full of the word of God, wanting to hear from God, praying to God, asking God to teach me, Lord, teach me your way. So I, I decided, you know, hey, Lord, I, I really want a, a son. I want a son so I can teach him the way of God. I can teach him your stories. I can teach him who you are. I can teach him how to pray. So uh, we conceived, we got married. I mean, we got pregnant. <laughs> we got pregnant and uh, we was already married. Okay. So we got pregnant and then um, uh, uh, we began, uh, we just began uh, praying. I just began praying for a son. And so we told everybody, hey, you know, we're going to have a child. And, and, you know, everybody back then liked to do the little uh, pencil on a string test you hold it over the belly and you if it spins this way it's a girl and that way a, a a boy and and they said well what do you want and I said you know I said uh I believe God I believe God is going to give me a boy and they said well why would God give you a boy I said because I asked for a boy I said Hannah I started standing on this story Hannah wanted a boy to dedicate him to the Lord so I started standing on this story, and I asked my pastor, I said, Brother Jerry, I said, he said, what do you want? I said, a boy. I said, I want a boy. He said, I will agree with you. I will stand in prayer with you. See, the Word of God says where two or three of you are gathered, there he is in the midst of thee, and touching your hands, ask him anything, and it shall be done. So we began to, there's, a, there's power in the agreement of prayer. See, the word also says, one will put a thousand to flee, two will put 10,000 to flee. You know, so <clears throat> there's power in numbers. So me and him began to agree, you know, that it was going to be a boy. And um, this, and I was praying about it, and I got to thinking about it. And I, and, and I would tell people, yeah, it's going to be a boy. And I, I told the doctor, it's going to be a boy. And he says, Is you think so? Because he wouldn't look and, and even guess. He said, I have 50-50 chance. I said, no, sir, it's going to be a boy. He said, why is it going to be a boy? I said, because I prayed for a boy. I said, Hannah wanted a boy. He wanted a son to dedicate him to the Lord. And I want a son to dedicate him to the Lord, to teach him what I know, to teach him what the Lord taught me. And I believe like Hannah that the Lord loves me. You see, I'm his child. Listen, people, when your children come to you and they say, 
Daddy, Mama, I, I, want, a, I want a bike for Christmas. Well, they don't just say, I want a bike for Christmas. They tell you exactly what kind. They tell you, I want a, I want a red bike with purple streamers with a big fender and a green seat and big wheel. They tell you exactly what they want because they've seen it and that's what they're expecting on Christmas Day. And if you don't get that bike for them, they're going to be a little disappointed. But you being a good parent and you loving your child, what do you want to do? You want to get them what they want. You want to you wanna give them exactly what they want to make them happy, right? Well, see, that's how God is. God is just like that. God loves us so much, he wants to, he wants to give us the things that we need. You know, and it says you have not because you ask not or you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your own lust. All right, we're going to skip that. We'll come back to there at my second child's birth. But I was telling everybody, I told all the family members, you know, we're going to, it's going to be a boy. I believe it's going to be a boy. I've prayed for a boy. I asked God for a boy. I, I just feel a peace in my heart. I, I had a peace that it was going to be a boy. And, and uh, they'd say, well, how do you know God wants to give you a boy? And I would share the story, you know, about a child wanting something. And, and I said, you know, when, when, when you're, child wanted something you wanted to give them exactly what you, they wanted you know as long as it wouldn't hurt them as long as it wasn't going to be a distraction to them but it was going to be good for them you wanted to please them i said that's the god i serve that's my god my god is that god and so uh, of course <laughs> most of the family members you know how your family are you know jesus said that a prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and in around his family so the people that know you the best and know you the closest, see, they see your little faults. They see where you slip. They see where you fall. They see, you know, you, you get mad and, and then they see you, you know, <laughs> preach or something and they go, mm, they go, and he can, thinks he's a preacher. You know, I know the bad things that see about him. Well, you know, they did that to Jesus too. It's okay. His family said, come on, you're out of your mind. You know, what are you doing? Anyway, let's get back. Let's get back to the, the story because <laughs> I can take a rabbit trail, people. You know, well, anyway, we get back to the story and, and, and um, the, let's get back to the truth. Let me say that because I don't want to say a story because it's not a story. It's the truth. It's the truth. And uh, so I, I would just say, okay, you know, I believe God's going to give me a son because he wants to please me and because I want to please him. I want to dedicate him just like Hannah because there's no respecter of person. That's what God says. There's no respecter of person. He doesn't respect Hannah any more than he respects me. So he hears my heart's cry. He can hear your heart cry. Now, listen, if you want to pray for a boy or you want to pray for a girl, you better start before they've already been conceived because it's already been determined by the time they're conceived whether it's going to be a boy or a girl. All right? Okay. So anyway, uh, so so I, I'm praying for a boy, and, I, and, and they're going, well, it's going to be a girl. It's going to be a girl. All oh, the test was girl. Oh, the heartbeat. I, you know, I don't remember what the heartbeat is, but so fast was a boy, so fast was a girl. Well, his heartbeat was so fast just like a girl. And they go, see, it's a girl. It's a girl. And they did the little string test. They did all them dang tests, you know. Every one of them said it was going to be a girl, you know. And 
And every time I'd go to the doctor with my wife, you know, the, the doctor would say, so what's it going to be? I'd say, it's going to be a boy. It's going to be a boy. And he says, oh, okay, how come? I said, I said, because God loves me. And he's going to give me a boy like he did Hannah. I just, you know, I stood on the word of God. I stood on the word of God, okay? And so uh, we had our little baby shower. And would you believe everybody bought pink stuff? Because the whole family would say, ha, it's going to be a girl. It's going to be a girl. I said, well, okay, except my father. My father sent blue. He sent blue. And I, I called him up. I said, Dad, why did you send blue for a boy? He said, because you said it's going to be a boy. It's going to be a boy. Because I had told him the story. I had told him the story about Hannah. I had told him the story, what I was believing on. And he was believing with me. So we we started going to my, my, my wife said, what color shall we paint the room? I said, blue. She said, well, what if it isn't a boy? I said, it's going to be a boy. She said, well, what if it's a girl and you've been calling a boy time? You're going to give it some kind of conflict, uh, complexion. You know, uh, I said, I said, look, you can paint it yellow if you want to. I don't care, but it's going to be a boy. And we were sitting there talking and I always talked to him at night. I said, hey, baby boy, how you doing? And he'd go to moving. He'd go to kicking, you know. And she said, well, how do you know it's going to be a boy? I, and, and then we was getting pretty close to being delivered then. So I, I put my hand on him on her belly. And I said, Hey, baby boy. And he started moving. I said, kick my hand twice. If you're a boy, boom, boom. He I said, see, it's a boy. It's a boy. He's a boy. And she said, Oh, he always kicks twice. And I said, you're right. He always kicks twice. So we couldn't, we couldn't decide on a name. We couldn't decide on a name. We couldn't, we couldn't agree on a name. And so on the way over there to the hospital to have him, I, I was just praying and I was praying. I come up, I, we live by Benton, Louisiana. And I said, hey, how about we take the name Benton and change it and make it Brenton? And then we'll name him Lee as his middle name. And, 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 and I looked it up and, and Brenton means from the hill or in the hills, and, and Lee means the valley. And I, I was praying about that, and and God said, you know, He'll receive the word in, in in the mountain, and He'll He'll carry it into the valley, you know, to those around Him. And so uh, that's what we named him. We got over there that night when he was born. Uh, they called me out of the room after. Well, well. When he was born, I was in the birthing room, and uh, and and you know, and I, I was up there talk, t talking to my wife, and the doctor, you know, caught the baby, and and he goes, and he's holding it down, you know, and he goes, uh, "What do you think it is?" I said, "Doctor, I know what it is. It's a boy." <laughs> and he says, "You think so?" I said, "Yes, sir. It's a boy." I said, "Cause God loves me." And he held him up, and he said, "It's a boy." So he sat down over at the table a little while later, and he said, "How did you know? How did you know?" I said, "Because the word of God is true." I said, "And God loves me so much; He wants to please me. I'm His child, you know." And and I went through the bike story, and you know, and and he just said, oh, he said, you did know. I said, yes, sir. I knew. I'd never a doubt in my mind. Well, they called me out and they said, hey, hey, Mr. Carroll, can you come out outside uh, of the room? Uh, we need to talk to you. 
And I came outside of the room and, and she said, now, Mr. Curley, she says in the umbilical cord, there's, um, I think she said there was two arteries and a vein. It could have been two veins and an artery. I don't really remember. But she said he was missing one. And he, she said, we're going to put him in ICU. We're going to have a specialist looked at him in the morning. He's doing fine. He's doing good. We're going to, we'll check on him in the morning. And, and he was born a little after midnight. And, and they said, um, but, you know, we don't want you to worry, worry about him. I said, oh, I'm not worried about him. And she said, well, this sometimes means, you know, uh, one kidney or kidney problems, liver problems. You know, she, she was giving me all the bad stuff. I said, it's okay. I said, it's okay. She said, it is. I said, yes, ma'am, it's okay. I said, that's a Jesus, baby. I said, I prayed for that boy. I believed for that boy. God gave me that boy because he loves me. That's a Jesus, baby, and there's nothing wrong with him. <laughs> and she just looked at me. She said, okay, see you in the morning. Well, in the morning they come in. They said the specialist checked him out. The specialist looked at him. Mr. Carroll, that baby is perfect. And I said, yes, he is. He's a Jesus baby. Listen, I want to tell you, I'm going to wrap this thing up right here. And I want to tell you, you need to learn the word of God. You need to study the word of God. You need to listen to what people are saying. You need to listen, quit listening to the, you need to quit listening to the theologians that goes to these big highfalutin schools that get all this, who's teaching them? A lot of times people that are teaching them have no faith. It's people that believe that God doesn't work like that today. You know, I want to encourage you. I mean, it, it just, it, just it, it gets all over me. I kind of want to be like Elijah and, and shout it out. You know, God is alive. God is real. <laughs> you know, believe God. Quit believing. It, it, quit believing people that says God doesn't do that today. Well, you know. Yes, he does do that today. Yes, he does do that today. And he will move in your life. But you know, if listen, I got to wrap this up and we'll get into this again. But if you don't know Jesus Christ, ask him into your heart. If you're not born again and you say, well, I don't, never, I don't really know about that. Well, listen, you got to be born again. You got to be born again, you know. So just repent of your sins, Lord Jesus. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. I confess you with my mouth, Lord. Come in and save me, Lord. And you will know that you know that you know that you're saved. And listen, nobody will be able to take that away from you. And you can begin to walk with Jesus. You can begin to have a personal relationship with him. He'll be your friend. You know, God, called, God said that, that Abraham was the friend of God. Well, you know what? Jesus is my friend. He can be your friend too. Listen, I got to get off of here. I hope y'all are enjoying this. And you know, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe you say this guy is crazy. Well, you know, just like on one of them old TV shows, it's me, it's me, it's Ernest T. You know, but I'm not going to throw a rock at you. And the rock I throw at you is going to be the word of God. It's going to be the truth of God. I've seen it happen. I've seen it move. And you can to believe God. Until next time, God bless you. And I hope this blesses you. Share it with everyone you know. You know, even if you don't like it, even if you think I'm crazy, somebody, it'll speak to their heart. Share it. Share it. Share it. In Jesus' name, amen.